Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Trouble Trouble podcast. It's a podcast where we look at music that we like through a queer lens and, uh, you know, just have lots of fun, really. Lots of lots of gay. We have a gay old time. (laughs) This week, we have uh, another special guest. So I'm sure you guys will all be happy that are listening from my uh, previous podcast experiences, we have Jamal from the Thanks for Coming podcast, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, and the the briefly lived queer defense squad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome back to me. Hi, hello. Did you guys miss Jamal? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's like a little treat for people that like started listening to us with those two podcasts and then just listened to this one because it's the only one left um <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do right so we appreciate those of you who hung in there with us yeah like we thought it was gonna happen but then like it sort of did and and now it's just you know it it was a thing. Yeah, life happens and having time off is nice. So, yeah. I do. I do miss having more time off, uh, having <laughs> started to pre-record these episodes. You know, I, I get it. I understand why we why we stopped <laughs> and I, I missed the free time. But this is also like really rewarding, too. And it's been really fun to talk about music. Yes. And see, that's what it all comes back to. If you're meant to be in the world creating, you'll find a way to do so. I'm very much in the same boat. Definitely. Um, Before we get too far into it, um, I just wanted to give you like the floor. If there was anything you wanted to uh, promote uh, about like your social media or anything else. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I wasn't expecting this so soon. Okay. Um, (laughs) Well, nowadays, of course, my Twitter is still active, gays in the life from my blog and, of course, my um, personal handle during the Thanks for Coming days. You can find me on Twitter there. My website's still active. But nowadays, really, social media-wise and business-wise, you can follow me at Jamal the Broker. It's me and all of my real estate activity, trying to have some fun on TikTok and learn that platform and... The rest of social media is what it is. I try to be as informative as I can using all of our previous podcasting talents and skills I picked up over the years. So that's the place at Jamal the Broker or JamalTheBroker.com. Yeah, Jamal has a podcast as well um, about real estate topics. Uh, so you're more than welcome to go over there and to his Twitter. And I'm sure there's links to find his podcast. If you live in Indianapolis, Indiana, or if you plan on living in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, feel free to hit Jamal up and he'll help you find a home. That's right. I can help you um, no matter what direction you're going, coming or going. We have, I'm part of a national network. So hit me up and we'll make sure you're taken care of. Yes. So he's reliable and he's not going to just take your money and burn your house down. (laughs) (laughs) If you're nice to me. Yeah, it depends. If you're a good person to work with, then you can keep your house. But (laughs) Uh, geez. All right, let's go ahead and get into our mini topics. Uh, Today, we have two that are related, but I thought they would be fun ones to discuss with you. Uh, Starting with our first categories, we have our own personal 
top three female presenting rock singers. I really like this category because it it gave me a moment to kind of go back through my personal catalog and also see who I've been streaming the most over the years. And it came down to these three. So number one is Tina Turner. Oh, yes. That's quality. See, that's a good one. I I don't ever really... I, I always think of Tina Turner as more of like in the pop singer category or like a diva category, yes. but she she really like reinvented herself as a rock singer. That's like that's kind of along the lines I was going because when you think about the early days, she of course transcended a number of genres and she really did come back and find a rock and roll sound, a look, just a whole package and especially as a woman of color, a black woman in the industry, that definitely left a mark uh, for a young weirdo like me. Definitely. And, and she was just re- uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame within the yes. last couple of years. Yeah. That's right. She was. Yes. Congratulations, Queen. Yes. <laughs> Who's um, your number two? My next one's Joan Jett. That's a good one. I, I almost put her on my list, but I was like 90% certain you would put her on your list. Yeah. And see, you know me well. I have a strong connection with The Runaways and, of course, Joan Jett's uh, solo work. And that's just one of the voices, if I think of women presenting people and music and rock specifically, Joan Jett is kind of top tier for me. Just the overall inventiveness, creating her sound, just making shit happen out of literal piles of shit like it's pretty pretty cool yeah she's a legend for sure she's definitely cemented her place in rock and roll history Mm -hmm. all right number three so number three kind of i sandwiched two people because the group is heart (laughs) okay perfect (laughs) so the wilson sisters i you know iconic voices you just again when i think of women and rock and roll those are two angels slash demons that i love to hear in my eardrums (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely they're so good um they were involved um with a tribute to soundgarden for or to chris cornell after he passed away and um man they yeah that was just a lovely experience and i've seen them in concert and they do a cover of uh the who's love rain or me and that was like um, that was a very important experience in my life, uh, just because I, I, I was like, this is probably the best version of this song that I've heard. And having that live experience too, it's just next level. Oh yeah. Seeing them live was incredible. I was just, I, I was just in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> As you should be. <laughs> yes, girl. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and just go through my top three. Oh Yes them rock singers uh number one i put karen O from the yeah yeah yes epic choice i've like basically always just wanted to be her for as long as i can remember (laughs) um (laughs) because she's just so fucking cool and like has an amazing voice fair enough how cool was it seeing her on um at riot fest in chicago well you got to see her at riot fest but I did not. And I am so sad. Like, because the yeah, yeah, yeahs, they always, they'll always play like a, a show here and there. It's not like, right, like a whole full tour usually. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, 
usually you have to wait for them to come to like a festival near you and none of the festivals uh near me they come to so <laughs> i'm like Fair desperate enough. i'm desperate to see her at least one time before one of us dies yeah i hope you get to as well that was such a good show we went with um of course um friend of the show nick and i just i put seth he was there in spirit because we've yeah. kind of loved this band together for so long and you sent me lots of videos so I could like enjoy f- and like also sort of participate from afar. <laughs> yes. Uh, great choice with Karen. Definitely. Uh, second, I have uh, Haley Williams from Paramore. Oh my gosh. She was so close to making my list. I'm so glad she made yours. Definitely. Her voice is just like so good. It, yeah. I mean, it's like, what else do you say? Like, she's just like an awesome, an awesome sage presence as well. Just like an all-around great human being. <laughs> yeah, she's got fantastic stage presence. I saw, I got to see Paramore live in um, 2009, summer 2009, when they opened for No Doubt. And that voice is just perfect. It sounds amazing live. And she, of course, has grown as an artist over the years, solo and with the group. The group going with going through a number of changes and whatnot, like they've managed to hang on and stay very relevant in the scene. So this is a fabulous choice. Definitely. Uh, my last singer that I would like to include on this list is Laura Jane Grace from, well, originally from the band Against Me, um, but now she kind of does her own thing as like a front woman, basically. Okay. I really like how she sings. It's like more like, like folk punk music and so there's like a lot of grit in that voice and um yeah just like awesome to see live i've seen her man like a handful of times like so far and um yeah i just can't say like i met i have a picture with her i met her once and it was like the best experience of my life um Uh, so yeah we appreciate a nice blend like the kind of clashing of genres is like the best thing that can happen and music for some artists and i think they definitely fit that category and mold absolutely yes girl so to transition to our next topic it's going to be similar we're going to be talking (laughs) about our top three uh female presenting divas so this is more like transcending all categories like the the women that we just like that are at the top of the pedestal to us (laughs) love this (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and start with Jamal. I would love to hear your list of who you hold at the top of the pedestal. Okay. So number one of my three is Janet Jackson. Oh, perfect. Perfect. (laughs) She is like one of the uh, original divas, I would say, you know. Definitely OG diva. I know a lot of um, the community goes up for like the Madonnas and the shares. But for me, um, the attention was kind of always on Janet. What what was she doing next? She was always a trendsetter and music and fashion and just overall kind of lifestyle as you got the um, tabloid culture before there was like blogs and whatnot. Everyone was always paying attention to what she was doing. So that's kind of creates the diva mold for me. And of course, breaking out of the image of her brother, Michael Jackson and the Jackson five, just she's everything very much like a Phoenix to me in music. Yeah. She's always reinventing herself. Yeah. Always reinventing. Yes. 
um, I, I've told Jamal this before, and, and maybe I've said this on the podcast, but uh, the first like ever like physical copy of music that I purchased myself was a cassette tape single for Janet Jackson's <laughs> song "All for You." Yes, I, I I I honestly just love that song so much, and so I good. played that tape all the time. <laughs> I can appreciate that. I was always in my mom and dad's cassettes with all of her earliest projects. So Janet and I go way back. Definitely. <laughs> um, who, who else do you have on your list? Of course, Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can you have a list of like top three divas and not put Beyonce in one of those slots? Absolutely. It's me. Uh, most of you expect her to be in the number one slot, but... Artists in general are paving ways for the future artists. And, you know, there were greats before Beyonce, and she is absolutely my fave. But um, Janet Jackson opened a door for her in a sense, uh, along with a number of other artists before and after Janet. But um, yes, Beyonce has to be on this list. She's my everything. I never know what to expect <laughs> from her. I've I've learned to just wait and see what she gives me. And I'm always pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, you have your own Beyonce fund. Yes, that's important because you never know when the tour is going to happen. So we have to do our best to be ready. <laughs> yes, she likes to keep you on your toes. That's right. And, you know, <laughs> the Beyonce, a Beyonce show is worth it. I can, full disclosure, I've never paid more than $100 for a Beyonce ticket. Yeah. I'm not way up on the nosebleeds. You can see the whole stage. You're kind of right off of the floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. worth every penny. I do plan on getting as close to the runway, not the marsh, not the mosh pit. I'm almost forty, yeah. so I, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't need to be getting crazy like that. But if she could just walk by me a few times during a show, that would be worth every dime. Maybe a couple hair flips. Yeah, I want to see the eyeshadow glisten. I want to see the hair wave in person. Ah. Oh! One yes, day soon, girl. One day soon. Um, <laughs> I think that means you have one more diva to share with us. Of course, Queen Lady Gaga, just Perfect. transformative diva across all realms. Everything she does, she's just next level. Yes, she always puts on a great show. Uh, very thoughtful, like in what she does and how she carries herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Always a good option. And and I mean, Chromatica, I was so bummed I couldn't go into the Chromatica tour this year. It was just so expensive. Yeah, that was a that was a tough one. And um, I mean, she's just such a talented vocalist. There's if if you can sing live, you've done it for me. I know I, I kept like debating putting her in the rock singer category, too, because she, I think she just kind of like transcends all genres. So I was like, you know what? If she transcends all genres, she deserves to be in the diva category then. <laughs> I would agree with that notion. Yes, girl. I have a very similar <laughs> top three list. My top two were Lady Gaga and Beyonce. So we'll just get that <laughs> out of the way. Nice. Uh, we've discussed uh, how amazing these women are. So like, no need to really do that again. <laughs> but I do have one that's different. And my third uh, favorite diva is christina aguilera oh you know she was another close one on my list of divas she has just like always been so interesting to me um i just i love her music and yeah i don't know i just love her attitude and she always like like similar to other divas like has reinvented herself a few times 
And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I just really enjoy her and her attitude and like she can basically sing anything. <laughs> yes, another talented vocalist, uh, Miss Aguilera, and she can perform her ass off and she's I feel like her work has aged fairly well, too. Definitely. It was just it was really hard to narrow down this list. I don't know if you had the same trouble um, for top three divas, because like I also wanted to put like Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston <laughs> on my list. Yep. Yep. I had some trouble editing down um, Aretha yeah. Franklin. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just so many good ones. But yeah, those are the top our top three faves. Uh, if you would like to share your top three favorite divas or rock singers feel free to uh, tweet at me at uh, the link in the podcast uh, bio below and we will go ahead and move on to our uh, album review which is the main section of the day Woo! Um, so today our album is bloom and that is the second studio album by australian singer and songwriter troy sivan Uh, Released on August 31st, 2018, this album is definitely a more mature album than his previous release and more guitar-driven as well. The first album is a bit more innocent, whereas a lot of the songs on Bloom show a more comfortably queer side of Troy with a darker yet relatable uh, topic such as losing your virginity, the complexities of relationships and subsequent breakups, and including the official bottom anthem and titular track of the album Bloom. Uh, the album's production was primarily handled by Brahm, Inscore, Oscar Gores, Oscar Holter, and Ariel Rechscheid. Sorry for butchering your name, girl, but it was difficult. <laughs> uh, the album was written with American musician Leland and Canadian musician Ali X, both of whom have appeared and contributed music to RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And uh, this album opened at number four on the U.S. top 200 Billboard chart. So, so we're we're in bloom, girl. What what do you like about this album? What initially drew you to it? Well, I do have to admit, I was late to the Troy Sivan fandom. So this album, along with its uh, release singles, it was the first time I was really getting acquainted with them, and I I really avoid radio i just it's too many commercials for me it's usually a rotation i'm tired of quickly so i feel like um what was it dance to this with ariana grande it popped up on a couple of random shuffles i had going on spotify and um it was right around when it was released in 2018 i believe it's like oh let me download this and listen to it and of course (laughs) i fell down the rabbit hole very quickly it was just, um, you know, it sounded like a love story. Someone who's, it kind of makes me think of a tarot deck. You know, it's going from that zero, the full card. You're brand new in the world exploring. Be cautious. And then in the end, <laughs> <laughs> you're fully realized. And um, you've had some experiences that have made you grow, whether it be for the better or for the worse, but you've learned a lot and can take away from what you just experienced. So I appreciated that so much about this project. Yeah, absolutely. I, I also have to agree that I was late to like it becoming a fan, uh, part of the fandom of Troy Sivan. Uh, the first album, Blue Neighborhood, like lots of buzz, lots of great reception. 
um, from the fans, but I just like couldn't relate to it. I was having a really hard time. Like youth was, was okay. And I enjoyed listening to that song, but the rest of the, um, uh, the album I really was not interested in or just had a hard time connecting with it, mm-hmm. but it just felt like with bloom, uh, Troy really just like stepped it up a whole, like another level into like becoming basically a pop star. Like the album is just so much more mature and just like talks about topics that I can relate and probably like the, que- a lot of the queer people can relate to more. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I have to agree. There's just, (laughs) I feel like this is one of those records that you just hit play. And at first from like listening value, there's like songs that you feel like maybe you can skip over, but then you start listening to the lyrics and it's like, Oh, we're getting a whole story here and it's making you go down memory lane and recall some things, whether you want to remember them or not. But (laughs) yeah, (laughs) It's forcing you to face like, you know, this has made you who you are today. And it's um, it's kind of nice to see that raw processing from an artist's point of view. Absolutely. Because like I said, I was having I would listen to Youth on his first album and that was kind of it. But with the second one, it's definitely more of an experience, more cohesive. So I really appreciate yes. that as well. Definitely cohesive. Let's go ahead and get into talking about our favorite songs. Uh, do you have any number of songs that are your favorites? I do have a few. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I like What a Heavenly Way to Die the Most. Okay. Okay. It's just um, very sweet. And again, the lyrics, paying attention to the lyrics and now being 36 and having been in an 11 year relationship with its fair share of ups and downs and experiences before that, I can just really relate to where this song is at if that makes sense because it's kind of towards the end of the album so i wonder if that title is a reference to the smith song there is a light that no that will never go out oh it's like from the chorus it's like if a tin ton truck hit the both of us to die by your side what a heavenly way to die oh i might be onto something there (laughs) (laughs) Of course, um, Bloom is a favorite track. That's just very yeah. cute. And, bottom um, Anthem, fun. girl. Yes. <laughs> bottom Anthem. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, um, I don't know. It's It's very relatable, you know, singing about opening up to someone in general, but in a much more intimate way. <laughs> right. It's not like, I think... You could all you could like read the song as being like losing his virginity or whatever, but I think at the same time, like it could just I could see it as a song that is just like your first time with a new person in general. Exactly. Just like, you know, so it's like it's fresh every time. You can listen to Bloom every time you meet somebody new and just be like having all those magical sparks and feelings. That's right. Get your minds out of the gutter. It's not only about rosebuds. <laughs> there are other kinds of blooms <laughs> whatever <laughs> to be determined to be determined let us know <laughs> yes uh, any other favorites you have yeah so my last two um lucky strike just because um i'm just like a romantic person in general so tell me all the ways to love you it's like hey let me know what i need to do and it's done <laughs> you got it And just kind of singing about the other person, you can just feel the infatuation and also the dedication 
not in a creepy way. It's just like, hey, let me be your person. So I really right. like Lucky Strike. And then um, Plum, of course, because, you know, some endings are a little bitter, no matter how sweet they are in the moment. So again, for me, it's like, what do you take away from that moment? What did you learn? And if you're a young person, it feels like the end of the world. And there's nothing wrong with that. You should feel that. But just um, go forth with the lesson and more positive energy in the next relationship. Yeah, definitely. I have to agree. uh, A lot of those, I put my like favorite songs as my, 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 because that's just fun to dance to. Uh, It just feels fun to let go and be free to that song. Mm-hmm. Um, then of course, you know, we have bloom and dance to this. Uh, so those are like my top three dance to this is an honorable mention for sure. I just love the groove of that track and Ariana can sing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I put a couple of, uh, what I call underrated bops on the album. Um, my first one is animal. I love that song so much. I know it's the last song, but it deserves to it deserves a listen. So if you haven't made it that far <laughs> through Troy's album, I would recommend it. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, every other underrated, uh, every other song on this album is an underrated bop. So I really have not many complaints. Yeah, it, overall, you know, I definitely had my moments um, as I listened to it then and now. It's like what songs are like the most which ones would I skip over every time? And really the whole project blends because they are giving you a story, like a fully realized story of someone being interested in someone to being with them, to losing them. And um, it's hard to cut any out for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, Next, we usually do talk about not bad songs, but songs that we would probably skip or not play the next time we listen to the album. Um, did you have any songs that made it to this list? <laughs> um, just Animal, actually. I don't really connect with that one too much. <sighs> Why are you doing this to me, Jamal? I will let it play, you know, because it's the yeah. end and it's the end of the piece. But yeah, that was the only one. Okay, so take this, Jamal. <laughs> uh my least favorite songs i mean i would still listen to them but i'm i i had to just say my least favorite because i wouldn't actually i wouldn't skip these songs but they're just not as good as the other songs on the album i think uh-huh. uh that would be uh what a heavenly way to die uh i knew it sorry girl it's <laughs> it's for me it's really just like that like start of the second half uh, or that yeah. second half of the album that's um plum postcard and heavenly way to die like oh, yeah. those, that section's a little bit weaker than the rest of the album to me but still like quality great songs i'd agree with that what are some of your favorite lyrics on this album if you have some that you brought so actually from um just painting more of the romanticism on this album from what a heavenly way to die i have um when our prime is come and gone and our youth is all but melted, melted, <laughs> we can listen to this song so we don't have to accept it, accept it. Just as long as you'll be home in the one we've manifested, fested. So I think that's just yes. so sweet, painting that story. <laughs> it's whatever we want it to be. It's our fantasy. And I just love that. Yes, girl. I like that. It's definitely, and it's catchy too, the way that he repeats the words. And um, like when you're, when you're listening to the song and singing along to it, as I'm sure you all are. 
It is. And of course, from the same song, the chorus, uh, what a heavenly way to die. What a time to be alive because forever is in your eyes, but forever ain't half the time. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's just so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so sweet. And um, it makes you reflect like, how did we get here? What did it take for us to get here? Wherever you are in your relationship, you know, what a time to be alive here with you. That's so sweet. Definitely is a sweet sentiment. For sure. I will agree. Did you have any more before I start? going through mine um i would say honorable mentions are all the lyrics for um 17 and the good side because it's kind of just playing with um i don't know just that young love kind of feeling not even necessarily young just that initial infatuation with a new person and getting to know them and the curiosity and all of the um roller coaster emotions and excitement that comes with that i love the lyrics on both of those tracks Absolutely. Um, My first lyrics actually are from 17. So that's great that you mentioned it. (laughs) It's like we have ESPN or something. (laughs) Yes. The lyrics from 17 that I particularly enjoyed are, uh, we can do whatever, do whatever you want. Boy becomes a man now. Can't tell a man to slow down. He'll just do whatever, do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like that because it is like really such it's really is such like an experience that probably all queer people experience like, you know, at a younger age. I'm not saying at 17, you know, it could be, you know, 18 through, you know, whenever you lost your virginity or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like Jamal said, it's really about like kind of like the beginning of your journey and your and your queerness and stuff like that. Um, to me, it's like, you know, the guys will promise you or whoever you're sleeping with will promise you, um, oh, like we can just do whatever you're comfortable, whatever you want. And then it's like you get into it and then it's like we're doing what they want. And all of a sudden yeah. it's not like what you wanted to anymore or what you're comfortable doing. Oh, yeah. Relatable content. Definitely relatable. So but I think also too, like as hopefully as you know, we grow up and get older, like we're just like setting boundaries and stuff like that. So I guess you kind of have to go through that experience from uh, at a younger age. And um, unfortunately for Troy Sivan, that was at 17, which is super young. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone's experience is different. And it is kind of hard in a queer space because you're just left to your own devices most of the time to figure the shit out as scary or as lucky or as hashtag blessed, whatever you want to call it, a person might be. Um, Some experiences are much more rosier than others. And like Seth said, it's just kind of part of the queer experience. And this is just one version of that. Yeah, and definitely. I mean, I and I don't want to like if if Troy was ready to lose it at 17, good for him. Like, I feel like probably a lot of us are around that age are ready to be like an adult and lose our virginity and stuff like that. And maybe you have like your high school crush or like whatever it is like you. I feel like you always think like the first person is like you love them. But then like as (laughs) soon as like a couple days goes by after you sleep with them, it's like wow, they are an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. I was 16 and no one knew I was gay and they went to a school across town. Ooh, Mm. so secretive. 
I know, but yeah, what a mess I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. I think I was a late bloomer, pun intended. Um, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> sorry, sorry, everyone. <laughs> my apologies. I'll see myself out. I, I lost my virginity. I think I was 22. So, okay. yeah, that's why I say, that's why I said like whenever, because not all of us are like ready to do that at such a young age that's right all of our stories start in different places yes girl um i did have one more set of lyrics from jamal's least favorite song animal (laughs) lay it on me lay it on the (laughs) eardrums um so from this album i picked the or for the song i picked the lyrics i want you all to myself don't leave none for nobody else I'm an animal with you. No angels could beckon me back, and it's hotter than hell where I'm at. Oh, I, so do I like really like lyrics. that because, like, to kind of like build on the conversation that we were just having, um, this kind of feels more like um, you know you're still in that like initial like puppy love sort of phase. It's not like a full fledged relationship yet, uh-huh. but it's like you know, for me and like part of the reason why I like lost my virginity at an older age was because I just really like to feel some sort of connection. Like I would at least like to be able to talk to the person like for longer than five minutes before like we decide to have sex. Yeah. Um, Which honestly you were ahead of your time. (laughs) Yeah, I really was. I I don't know what happened. Like I guess thanks to my parents or whatever, (laughs) however that happened. My God. But yeah, I mean, and it's it's okay. Like you know, if you're, everyone is at uh, does it at a different scale. Whatever works for them. So like, I'm not shaming anyone that did it younger. Of course, I'm just saying like for me, I had a hard time like being ready <laughs> to bloom. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's absolutely one of those areas of life too where no one should feel rushed. Like it's really whenever you feel like it. Definitely. But uh, more like specifically to the lyrics, it's just like that fun feeling. It's like uh, you're like the, you're like my person. You're the one I pick or whatever. And, um, you know, obviously, like boy becomes a man now. It's like you've slept with someone and now you're an adult. And and uh, there's like, you know, the the saying like people love to say is like, oh, like your gays are going to hell or whatever. So then, uh-huh. you know, he's saying, you know, no angels could keep me in this like in this heaven like i like love you so much that i want to like be in hell like having sex with you and whatever else that comes with (laughs) yeah which is so hot and also it's just the full now that i think about it it is the full realization of the story that's been told on this album because now they're fully mature enough and comfortable enough to say you know fuck what you think this is what i'm doing definitely because like also too like as this you listen to the I'm album <laughs> yes um as you listen to the album too like it really starts off like fun and dancey carefree then we're getting to more serious subjects and then um the happy songs start to have little sprinkles of like regret or sad things in them so mm-hmm. i thought it was interesting like the way they sequenced the album and told the story throughout the whole album that's a good call out this could absolutely be a soundtrack to um, a mini series or a gay rom-com that's not bros <laughs> yeah well yeah 
I mean, if we all saw bros, like, I'm sure um, that it would do better or whatever. Like, I'm sorry for being a bad homosexual or whatever. I didn't go, but I had to throw that in there because they're just so mad. How could you not? Like, girl, you didn't invent the queer film genre. And but, um, maybe try using Troy Sivan's album next time as the full soundtrack. There you go. <laughs> I think I saw bros like on Amazon prime or something. I was like, should I stream this for free? And then I was just like, I don't know. We'll wait. (laughs) Yeah. That's how we are. We'll get to it when we get to it. There's plenty of queer content out there for us that we're enjoying and we don't need that right now. Heartstopper two coming in 2023. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm ready. Let's go ahead and rate the album. What would you rate this album from a 1 to a 10? You know, this took me a little bit to think about because in the beginning, some of the like slower kind of jams I wasn't appreciating enough. So recently getting back into it as a full project, a cohesive project, I would say I'd give it a 9 out of 10. That's a really okay. good story. It's... um. I think it's packaged very well. The tracks, like I see that soundtrack. I see that movie in my head as it plays track to track. Like you were saying, it's more carefree and kind of upbeat in the beginning. You go through your dark cloud moments and then in the end, it's a party again. So um, I really enjoyed the ride. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I gave the album an eight. Um, I almost went with an eight and a half, but there was just like that that. I, one chunk of the album that I mentioned earlier just was like, it could have been could have been higher, but I mean, eight's still a great score. It is. It's Can't hilarious. Really complain. I I have eight and a half, and I crossed it out and I put nine because I just rounded up. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the first half is so 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 strong, and it ends strong in my opinion for Animal. It um, does. It does. But yeah, so I I don't know. I think it's a solid, solid um, rating for me and nine from Jamal. Yeah, that's a good average. If you don't like my rating, just focus on Jamal's. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very cool. Yeah, definitely a great album. Definitely suggest you all go out and listen to it if you haven't already. It's just a, you know, a fun pop record. Even if you're not, if you don't identify as like part of the queer community, I think you can still enjoy it. Yeah, it's a great brunch album. Like if you want some good music in the background, that's just kind of a mixed bag, but still groovy. Put it on during brunch. Yes, girl. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, maybe maybe you've listened to the album and you're looking for some new tunes to listen to. I was wondering, maybe, Jamal, do you have any songs that you could recommend to us? So, okay, so I've been working out to a lot of um, Megan Thee Stallion. Always good. So Traumazine is her latest project. Shout out to um, the song Anxiety specifically. Okay. It's really Very good. Cool. Willow Start Smith's there. entire album, Coping Mechanism, is so good. Yes. Great album. It's so good. I have it on repeat most of the time now when I'm not listening to Renaissance. I'm listening to this. Definitely. <laughs> I, I feel like one day she could end up on like the top three female rock artists too. Oh, absolutely. Like, she was on my list. She's just more of a fresh character. She's more fresh. Yeah, I wanted to kind of pay tribute to the queens I've been listening to for decades. Yeah. And then lastly, there's this track that popped up this week on um, my Discover Me 
playlist on Spotify, a track called Like Exploding Stones by Kurt Vile. Okay. I've heard it, of Kurt Vile and enjoy that music. It's like I'm seven minutes. Go check it out. Hang in there. It's so vibey. It's just like <laughs> hang in there. <laughs> it's it's a good it's a good track. Like it's not boring. That's one of those I don't know. Let me let me invite you into my head for a moment. So when I hear this song, <laughs> I I might be out on the town with Stony, or maybe I'm by myself, a lone wolf, um, dim lights, but the energy is just very kind of sexy, dark and moody, and you can't go wrong with that sound. I love a sexy moment. Definitely. I I mean I feel like we all do. um i have a few songs that i've been digging lately to include to recommend um the first is by a band called fake problems and the song is called songs for teenagers Uh, that's a really fun like um maybe like indie rock song i would guess you would call it i've heard of this group before it's really good i enjoy it quite a bit they have a good sound Um, definitely good song sound and uh, the next song that i would like to recommend is by an artist called alien boy and it's called the way i feel Ooh, the way i feel yes this is a more like post grunge like angsty type sound uh that you're gonna hear for this song but you know it's very nice very good i'm, I'm into that so I definitely would recommend that. And then the last one's a song that maybe people have listened to, but I don't think gets enough attention. I mean, we were talking about our favorite rock female singers. So I did revisit um, one of the, I guess I would say less popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Albums, <laughs> Mosquito. And oh, Mosquito. Yes. I really enjoy the song Sacrilege, which is the first song. So definitely wanted to just say that song as well to recommend so people can maybe like um, maybe open their eyes to a, another world of uh, Karen O and the yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> you know, that's a great way to kick off the new year. That track right there. Definitely. Because we know you're all sinning today. So. <laughs> right. Come on. Let's be real. <laughs> y'all going to hell for sure uh (laughs) but um yeah so those are some songs to check out for sure um definitely big thank you to jamal for coming back on the show he was on the first season so if you haven't listened to the first season definitely go back and check that out but um but also thanks for coming back to podcasting (laughs) because like i said um yeah we had a lot of fun together yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And honestly, I understand the journey, as you know, um, having my solo real estate podcast. It's not the same when you don't have co-hosts. So it's just nice to be creating, though, and creating with people you like and love. So thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. But until then, bye. Bye. <laughs>